The Real Estate Sessions is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising brilliantly simple. Choose your zip code and build your brand. Enter an address and promote your listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. And if you go to adworks.com slash billrisser, you'll do more than just build brand awareness or nurture your network. Right now, you get to save 15% off your purchase, and I get to send 10% to the Colon Cancer Alliance, an organization that means a great deal to me. That's www.adworks.com slash billrisser. We really love this industry and um, the, the, the freedoms that it gives us to set our own schedule and to um, be able to carve out time for our kids. And um, we wanted to give back to the industry and, and be able to help through volunteering at the associations um, and really, truly, it's a gift to volunteer. Um, we get to meet amazing people around the state. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Our guest on episode 68 is Beth Adams of the Adams team, or as most of us here in the real estate business in Arizona know her as, we, she kind of goes more by the name of Beth and James Adam. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Beth is the better half of the Adams team. She handles all the marketing. Uh, she's a skilled photographer, does lots of training and teaching around the state. And, and I'm going to call her a social media marketing wizard, which she probably won't like, but that's what we do. Uh, Beth, thanks for joining the Real Estate Sessions podcast. I am so excited to be here, Bill, and uh, thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Now, you live in Camp Verde, which is right in the heart of Arizona. Uh, are you a native of the central Arizona area? For the most part. I was born uh, in Phoenix, and uh, we moved out of that area when I was six, so I've been in uh, the Camp Verde area for a long time. Can you describe the Verde Valley area for our audience? I mean, I've lived here in the state now for 17 years, and it, it blew me away the first time I saw it, and I've been up there many times and traveled off lots of different side roads and seen things you don't see from the highway. Tell us about that part of the state. Absolutely. Yeah, most people uh, sort of signify Camp Verde with the McDonald's that's right there off the freeway right. or the Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny, though, is that Camp Verde is definitely so much more than than the fast food stops there. And once you get down and into Camp Verde, it is absolutely beautiful. It's stunningly green uh, because of the river running through it and absolutely gorgeous. I have a lot of people when I post photos of our property online, uh, they'll be like, oh, are you down south somewhere? Because it's so lush and green and big trees. It doesn't look like Arizona. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that make it such a hidden gem for our areas because it, it doesn't look like what people associate with Arizona. It's it's just absolutely gorgeous. And one of the reasons it is is because of the river that, that runs through it. The Verde River runs through Camp Verde and, and Cottonwood. And that's part of the reason why it is so lush and green. Um, we love the river. Um, we're avid kayakers. We love to take the kids and the dog and go hop on the river and run the river for the uh, day, which is one of the great amenities about living so close to it and fishing and hiking and uh, just hanging out for the day um, 
taking the dog to the river and letting him swim in it. <laughs> it's really fantastic. So it's one of the reasons why we uh, we love the area. Um, it's also just one of those small town rural communities that really feels like uh, you know one of those old fashioned communities that small town feel. Um, you literally run into your neighbors at the grocery store, and um, you know our neighbors are very neighborly and friendly, and so we we really love that community. How far from Phoenix are you? Only about, uh, depending on traffic, between an hour to an hour and 20 minutes. It's really not far. And uh, so that way, if we need to access the, the bigger stores or the other amenities that we can't get in our area, it's not a huge drive. And I'm guessing the population there probably is a mixture, right? You've got the, you mentioned the families that you run into, but probably some retirees, maybe some second home people as well? Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, we have a lot of our retirees in our community, um, but there are also families. Um, we're seeing a lot of, of younger families come into our area that are um, small business owners that are um, uh, self-employed, and I love to see that. Um, I love that we are attracting those small business owners and uh, the younger generation as well. You and, and James have been together for a long time, am I right? We have, we have, we have been married uh, 16 years this year, and we have been together 21 years, and we're actually high school sweethearts. So, we met when I was 16, and James was 17, and we have been together ever since. So, we're kind of unique in that way. <laughs> no, that's great. That's awesome. So, I, I just want to know, so you met in high school. Um, did you go out with him the first time he asked? I actually asked him out. <laughs> awesome. So, and then I, I, then I made my girlfriend go with me because I didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing. So. <laughs> That's great. Now, uh, I know uh, one of you is a lumberjack. Did, did, but did both of you go to NAU? We both went to NAU. Um, I graduated from NAU in uh, in 2000 with a degree in photography, uh, minor in advertising. That makes sense when we get to the part where we're going to talk about you and taking pictures and uh, do all the stuff you do. That's great. Um, okay. So talk about the uh, lumberjack experience. You're not the first lumberjack we've had on the show. We've got, uh, I think, D. Patrick Lewis, uh, Phil Sexton, yep. uh, a few other people that, that, for those that are outside the state, there are three main universities in the state with you know ASU, the best one being in Phoenix. Sorry, go Devils. Uh, <laughs> that, that other one way down south, but then a really cool vibe going up in Flagstaff with NAU. So tell the audience about that. It is. I loved NAU. Um, our niece actually just started there uh, in her freshman year this year, so it's been really fun to go back and see the campus again uh, through through different eyes. But NAU is such a great experience. It's a smaller college, um, you know, obviously in Flagstaff, which is a smaller community. Um, but coming from a small town, it was a really great fit for me. And it was just a, uh, it's a great campus, you know. It's historical. It has a lot of old buildings. Um, and it's so close to all of the really cool things that Flagstaff has to offer. You know, it's got the skiing and um, the downtown community, which is really neat, um, especially uh, now. Um, I mean, when I was there, it was, it was awesome, too, but it's really changed a lot and even better now. Um, but it was, I loved going to NAU. It was a great school, great size. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Heading down to, to, to Tempe or even to Tucson would have been a big, big not a culture shock because you'd been there before many times, but 
I'm sure it's a much better fit for you coming from Camp Birdie. It, it was just a natural for you. Makes sense. It was. Yeah. It was. Coming out of school, I'm just guessing with that degree that you weren't thinking about real estate. Am I right? No, no. You know, everybody told us we had to, uh, after college, we had to go and, and uh, go to a big city because we were obviously going to get better jobs in the city and and work for uh, work in our areas of, of expertise. And so we moved down to Mesa and lived in Mesa for a, a while. And I got a job as a um, manager of a school contract photography studio. So I worked there for three years. So what was the trigger? You're, you're there doing that. I'm sure very busy and probably fun too. I mean, it probably got to be routine after a while, but I'm sure it was fairly fun to be in, in that world. It was it was. It was. I think there were two triggers. Um, one was I am just not a city girl. I like to visit it, but I, I don't like to live there. And it was really hard to fight the traffic and to um, just kind of be surrounded by the concrete jungle. That was a little tough for me. And so, um, and then I worked, I was working a lot of long hours um, for not a whole lot of pay. And my husband, James's mom, has been in real estate for, oh my goodness, about 45 years now. And she approached us one day. She said, hey, I'm starting to teach a pre-licensing class in the evenings. Uh, would you guys be interested in just getting your license? You wouldn't have to do it full time. You could just do it part time. And we were like, okay, that sounds interesting. Why not? Might as well have it. Who knows what it's going to lead to. And so we took our pre-licensing, and uh, through that, or at the beginning of that process, James was actually laid off from his, he was working as a uh, computer help desk person for Paramount Pictures. Wow. Okay. And they laid off their entire Phoenix office, and that was sort of like, well, all right, we really have to do this now. <laughs> so... So you got to go back to Camp Verde area, which is what you were looking to do. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it was just a, kind of like a perfect storm of this is going to work. James' mom will, will teach us. And, and you had a mentor then right there in town with you. That had to be just amazing, right? You know, actually, she lives in Mesa. Oh, and she okay. has an office in Mesa. And we moved to Camp Verde as brand new agents and opened a branch office of her company out of our house. We had no storefront, which back in the early 2000s, that was unusual. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll bet. And we jumped in feet first, and we uh, we haven't looked back since. So, let's see. You've um, you and James worked very closely together. You're now with Realty One, correct? Yes. Yes. yes we just moved. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> which uh, you know, I know that you. I've I've talked to you about that. That you really are happy with this this company and what they stand for and how it works and a uh, real two one mountain desert mountain desert. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So talk about the value of having your husband as a partner. I, I would, I would think that, well, I got to be perfectly honest with you that there could be pluses and minuses to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've been at this before. <laughs> of course. Well, you know, what's great is that I know I always have someone there supporting my business and supporting what we do because we do it together. And we're in it together, and we both have to succeed. <laughs> and what's wonderful about having James as my partner is that, we, one, we work really well together, or it wouldn't work at all. <laughs> right. um, and we learned a long time ago how to work off of each other's strengths. 
and um, to understand what we both were not so great at so the other person could maybe step in and fill that role. We really do sort of divide and conquer when it comes to our business. Um, and obviously, as you mentioned in the beginning, I, I do a lot of the marketing, which is really where I excel. And I work with clients. Uh, we both work with clients, which is which is wonderful because we're both people. People. But James is a really detailed guy. Um, he does all of our paperwork, makes sure that the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, um, because that's really where his strength is. So it's really nice because it's we have a team that's you know we've really developed it over the the years and it works really well. So. You know, both of you have embraced volunteerism at the local and, and the state level. Why is that such a big part of your careers? We really love this industry and um, the, the, the freedoms that it gives us to set our own schedule and to um, be able to carve out time for our kids. And we wanted to give back to the industry and be able to help through volunteering at the associations um, and really, truly, it's a gift to volunteer. Um, we get to meet amazing people around the state. We also get industry information, inside information, um, and that is valuable to our to our business as well. That it's um, it's truly a pleasure to um, help in our associations and get to collaborate with some really amazing people and some great great leaders that exist in our industry. We have to give James a shout out here. Isn't he incoming president of your local association? He is, yes. He will be installed, in fact, on December uh, 8th here. So he will, next year he'll be president of our local association, which is really cool. That is very cool. I'm very proud of him. <laughs> I know you love marketing. I've had the opportunity to watch you teach it multiple times about the different aspects of it, whether it's photography or video or social media all these different things, but if I had to pin you down and ask you which one of these tools is your favorite and why? Oh, that's so hard. Because I, <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> I really, I love video. Uh, I'm, I'm really liking video right now, especially because there's so many great ways of uh, producing some amazing video. Um, the apps that they have come out with recently on um, with video production and editing is just really incredible. So I'm really hung up on video. Uh, but I, with my photography, I have a, a, a unique aspect of being able to um, take some outstanding photos, turn those into a really dynamic um, social media post, and sort of utilize what I'm really good at to um, help brand and market ourselves. So. It's hard to pick. <laughs> I love it all. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew I was putting you on the spot there, but I, I had to ask. You recently partnered with former podcast guests uh, Paula Montefer and Evan Fuchs, both from the northern Arizona area, in their relaunch event that they, they uh, are promoting around the state. Talk about working with these two Arizona leaders. Oh, my goodness. Well, they are just absolutely incredible. And the, the relaunch program that they have created is such a super cool educational event, but it's not just education. It's, you know, you go to one of their events and it's, um, you just, you feel like you're completely reinvented with your business once you leave. And then you're like, oh, and I got 
CE credits. Well, that's just like a double bonus, you know. Uh, so their program is incredible. I love, absolutely love both of them. Um, they they have such high professionalism, and it's um, just incredible to be able to work with them and be able to uh, partner with them. I, I come in um, on their relaunch events and talk about marketing and help people sort of hone their marketing skills or get them comfortable with video um, and it's so fun. I really love to be able to um, help others embrace the marketing aspect of their business because it tends to be sometimes something that we ignore. Um, we sort of forget that we have to promote ourselves <laughs> and I, I like to be able to help agents work their way through that and discover that it's really not as difficult as they believe it is to be <laughs> and um, help them find a way to um, throw that into their crazy business lives and uh, make sure that they are you know marketing themselves and getting new business off of it so I love that great now let's go on to the negative side of things for a second Beth tell me <laughs> some of the uh, most common mistakes you see realtors making you know, when it comes to their their marketing, whether it's digital, uh, really any sort of marketing, what are some of the some of the problems you see out there? Mm, well, there, there's probably two that really jump into my mind. One of them is just not being consistent. Um, I think that there's a misnomer of that. You know, you create a you create a social media account, and you know, maybe you post in there a couple of times a month or uh, here and there, and that that's going to actually um, do something for you. But what I think a lot of people don't realize, or a lot of agents don't realize, is that um, you have to be religiously consistent with your marketing on social media platforms because, one, there's so much conversation going around um, that you have to be present, and then that it takes time. Uh, that consistency has to build up for um, you know, the average is between six to nine months to see your organic engagement really start to increase. And and for us, we tend to, you know, give something a month and then we hop off onto the next thing. And so that's really what I, I see agents doing is just not giving it enough time or consistency. Then the other thing would be, um, and I'm going to talk more about this on my in my webinar that I'm going to do for AAR on the 14th of December, but giving a call to action when they um, put a post out um, or giving consumers something to do after they read the post. Um, a lot of times we're just putting information out but not asking anybody to do anything with it. And so um, I go into a lot of detail with my in my webinar on that, but that's the, probably the second thing I see. Well, let's give a little plug to AAR for that. So that's go to aaronline.com, correct? And yes. training area, there'll probably be a calendar there that you can sign up for that webinar, right? Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I love, love what AAR does down there with the, the training side of things with Barb and the whole team. Uh, so that's, um, I always love. They are phenomenal. Them, yeah, <laughs> love giving them a shout out. So in your world up in Camp Verde and what you're doing, you know, with, uh, you know, your, with James, tell me what's working right now. You mentioned how much you're playing with video and, um, and I know that. You, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's this consistency because you've got to have like 30, 40, 50 videos on your channel if you want to get some organic reach. But when a realtor stops after two or three, they just think it doesn't work, right? So, so, yep. so tell me what's working for you. You know, really just that consistency piece um, and making myself do it. <laughs> you know, and then putting out content that 
consumers are interested in. Because uh, what I think might be interesting is is definitely completely boring to um, the average consumer or the average client. And so really putting out things that they are interested in. And I think it really takes listening to what people are saying um, in order to create content that they're going to be interested in. And so um, I really am a little bit of a data geek. And so I really track my engagement. I track my numbers. So I know what my ROI is, and make and I make sure that I'm investing my time and energy where it really counts. Um, and so I find it really interesting. I get the most engagement off of the community pieces that I post out on our Facebook page. Um, and so with my blog, the most <laughs> the most interesting pieces that I've gotten. Uh, a lot of engagement on. Uh, I have a breakfast blog that usually gets the top hit every month. <laughs> and it's just a basic where to go for breakfast. <laughs> wow. Um, did, did, the, but, uh, did the dinner bell pop up on there in pre downtown Prescott? <laughs> no, that's not one of mine. <laughs> right. I really talk about where to go in, in the Sedona area um, and the Sedona Cotton, Cottonwood Camberty area for breakfast, but um, that's one of the big ones. Uh, so really, I'm trying to trying to share with consumers what they want to hear, and just listening. And once I see if there's a piece that's getting a lot of engagement, you know, trying to find like-minded pieces or to write like-minded pieces so that I can continue to give consumers what they want. Now you've done you are you still doing a little bit of coaching on the side as well? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I think that what you just said is so valuable and so important to anybody listening <laughs> that wants to get in touch with Beth, because I think so many times, you know, agents are told, you know, it's about promote, 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 get all of your information out there as fast and as, as broad as you can. But your comment there about listening to what, listening to what the people care about and then finding ways to create that sort of content, it's not, it's just not practiced that much. In, in our space, and I think that it's a, a very, very powerful tool. So, oh, my, my. It, it absolutely is. We, uh, just to give you an example, we recently had a really neat um, article in our newspaper that went out um, regarding a homeless gentleman who had been part of our homeless population in our area for over 15 years. And we all, in our community, we all knew who he was and recognized him. Um, a lot of us had stopped and given him food before, um, and they had this program through um, Spectrum Healthcare up in Cottonwood, um, where they actually successfully got him off the streets and into an apartment um, and reunited with his family. And it was such a really great article and, and a great success story, and I shared it out on our page and organically had almost 2,000 people engaged in that article. Um, and so that was, to me, just a huge light bulb as far as, you know, this is what people are interested in. They're interested in community information. They want a heart, you know, a heartfelt, feel-good story sometimes. So that's a very true about listening and, and just, um, you know, I think we kind of tend to forget that, we live in communities, and it's our job to share with other people what our community is about. 
in my opinion, this just great, you know, sphere-based, community-based marketing in the real estate world is being slightly overshadowed today by the mega teams that are coming in and creating, you know, inside sales agents who are, you know, just cold calling eight hours a day, trying to set appointments for buyers agents who then, you know, turn it over to a transaction management team. And, you know, there's a place for that. But I, I have a feeling that the vast majority of realtors um, didn't get into the business to be a part of one of those things. Do you agree with that? I do. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think um, real estate has always been and always will be local um, and community-based. And our clients are looking for us to share with them what they can't automatically find using Google. You know, and that community feeling and the um, attachment to a community is something that we can give them, whether it be face-to-face uh, -face or through our social media, but we can definitely share that with them. And I think uh, that's one of the things that we don't hear from a lot of the marketing mouthpieces that are out there. <laughs> I want to know, do you run any local um, groups up there on Facebook? for the Camp Verde area, or do you, are you involved with a few of those as well? I, I am a member of several of the groups, but I don't run any. So just just kind of helping people out there listening, once again, using that listening tool more than anything else uh, as a way to kind of bring value. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. Well, Beth, I've had you here the half hour I asked you for, so I'm going to um, ask you the one final question I've asked every guest since episode one, and, and that is, if there's this, if there was one piece of advice that you could give to a new agent just getting started in the business, what would it be? Mm, that is an excellent question, um, and I think I would tell a new agent to find someone experienced in the area and find out if they can mentor with them. Because I think I would have done so much better in my first couple of years if I would have had someone more experienced to follow around and understand the nuances of the business just a little bit more than I did <laughs> when I first started off. So well, That begs the question, if there's someone just getting started in the Camp Verde area, can they reach out to you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I really love to, um, I, it doesn't matter if you're in my office or not, I love to be able to share uh, with agents, uh, you know, what we can, what we do, what works for us, um, might not be what works for them, but um, it's definitely helpful to hear what other people are doing and how they're doing it. Uh, even if it's just as a sounding board to get ideas from, sometimes you might hear something you might think in your mind, ooh, I can tweak that and make it my own and do this with it and do that with that. So um, absolutely, I love to share information. I think we're all in this business together. We're not, uh, we're not um, competition. We're coworkers. We all collaborate together. So, If someone does want to reach out to you and, and talk to you about either coaching or, or some of the other things you're doing or just they want to ask you a few more questions based on some responses you've given here in the podcast. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? They can call me or text me <laughs> at 928-821-3289. <laughs> Excellent. Beth, thank you so much for taking some time to, uh, to chat with us here on the podcast. It's always really fun to kind of get the story uh, behind these people who are doing great things in the state of Arizona. So I 
just thank you so much for, for taking the time. Well, thanks for having me on, Bill. It was truly my honor. You've been listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about The Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.